I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I've got a new beer, guys. You're joking, aren't you? Eh? You've got a new beer? Elliot's got a new beer. What's it like? Great. I got eight free beers from our friends at Beer 52 and an extra two for being a Borough Breakdown listener. I don't believe you. No, I'm serious. They're the world's largest craft beer club with beers from all over the world. You're joining the monthly club but can cancel at any time. All you have to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash borough to get your free case now with a four ninety five postage. What? So all you have to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash borough and get a free case and only pay for the packaging. Yeah, that's it, mate. Want support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for that's Craig it. Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Avanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast. We're live on Red Army Radio and on the podcast apps. Thank you very much for joining us. Welcome. I'm joining. I'm joined by my co-host Dana and Elliot. And well, Middlesbrough scored nine goals this week um, in two games: five against Newcastle in a friendly, and four in the Carabao Cup on Friday night against League One Shrewsbury Town. Dana, Dana, Dana. Middlesbrough have scored nine goals in two games. An entertaining game. On Friday night, a seven-goal thriller, some may call it. Um, did it leave you optimistic or were you a bit wary going against Watford on Friday? A bit of both, I think. Um, there were both positives and negatives to take from the Shrewsbury game. Um, you know, it was a perfect game for Borough, actually, because it highlighted or more confirmed the problems that need to be addressed, that being the defence and the goalkeeping situation. But, I mean, yeah, for us to score four goals and you know, nine goals in the space of a week, that's unprecedented. That that just doesn't happen with Borough. So, hopefully, that's not an anomaly and, and not a, a fluke and we can continue to, to score goals um, or that many goals throughout the season. But, yeah, I mean, Watford coming up, it's obviously a tough test because they're a newly relegated side. They've got a lot of um, attacking power up front. So I think I am still wary because obviously there's there's rustiness in that defence. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think there's there's reason to be optimistic and reason to be a little bit cautious as well, a little bit concerned going into that opener. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Our our group chat was going off on Friday night. We just was like... Goals galore on it. I couldn't believe it. I literally went out, went out the room for about two for two minutes, and it was like it was a, uh, I think it was two one when I left. And I came back. I was like, buddy, four one, like four two one. I was like, what's going on? Like, what have I missed? <laughs> um, 
It's like, you know what I mean? It's like a streak on the pitch, all sorts. You know well, you I mean? know, if Elliot was at the game, he'd have missed all of it. In the <laughs> I'd have, yeah, I'd, yeah, have yeah, been, yeah. I'd have been you, just down in pints or something. Yeah, yeah. you'd miss the whole thing. You wouldn't even know where you were. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're the only reason that Boris Bar's alive, I think. Apart from that, I think you'd just be... <laughs> they've missed out on so much revenue not having us in the stadium, haven't they? Just from, just from you alone, I think. <laughs> I know where your mobile pay package goes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> my real question though Els, is from Lewis um, he said I know it's early but based for the last two games have we sorted up the goal scoring issues um, we've had last year obviously with nine goals in, in, in two games um, potentially I think it has to be taken with a pinch of salt the two games I mean I know it is a competitive fixture the AFL Cup but it is a bit of a, a glorified friendly um, almost and I think I think we were, were already quite good um, anyway going forward I think we've got two good strikers in, in Britain Fletcher I think that the problems have maybe been about creativity around it and then we can get the best from um, the midfielders and, and now the wing backs as well um, uh, which it, it seems to be especially with, with Neymar then um, yeah then it'll be we'll be alright going forward it's obviously just I think the defence is the, the main issue now which we, we need to address I love how just Neymar's a thing now. I just love it. Um, but on the opposite side of things, and I know Dana mentioned it as well. She has, she has she's a little bit wary of, of Watford coming up. Um, three goals against a League One side. Remember last year when we were all like up in arms and saying, "Wow, it's three three. Woodgate's first game. You know, it's it's things are looking up. It's a little bit wary. Obviously, Luton just came up as well, but you've conceded three again against the League One side, which included twenty passes as well for that third goal. Um, so, on the opposite side, do you think Neil Warnock has his, his work out with that defence? Definitely, um, and we definitely need you know reinforcements there. You could see it was just an absolute mess um, for for the, the one where sort of Stojanovic came out for it as well. It was just kind of like, yeah, it, it just wasn't professional defending, was it um, at all? Um, and like you say, not even just the, the fact that it was to a. Uh, a League One team, they haven't played as much football as we have in the past few months. Obviously, the the league was um, sort of called off, essentially, wasn't it? So, um, I, I guess it's the most worrying thing about it as well. Um, and you've seen, obviously, from the bench, the the lack of depth that we that we do have. Um, I mean, it's great, obviously, good opportunities for um, the younger players because they'll be getting an opportunity. But at the same time, to to go through a um, full championship season like it would be very tough and. Even Neil Warnock said it. He said you need experience at this level if we want to, if we want to do anything. Um, so let's hope we can, you know, get some faces through the door. I was saying to sitting to Dana in the on the in the car on the way up here. I'm just I'll, I'll be happy with anyone now. Yeah. I just want a sign in. <laughs> I don't care who it is. Same so I can um, stop that bloody thread that I've got going on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it just it makes me happy every day just seeing it. Just. <laughs> We'll sign someone uh, today. I've got a tweet just lined up for when we sign someone for your little thread. You know, I, I, just, I was going to keep a surprise. I just can't do it. Oh, I just, uh, well, just yeah, keep it under wraps. I keep it under wraps. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't but say. Yeah, it. What I will say about Boris' defence, though, is um, I was looking at in, in Grant Hall's appearances. He hasn't played since the seventh of March, so that's like before lockdown. You know, before the the season was was halted. So mm. you know, there's obvious obvious rustiness. And what I will say about Grant Hall, I think he started the game well, but then I think as it got on, you could see he was maybe a little bit. Tied a little bit, bit rusty, yeah. Um, and then with Fry as well, he hasn't had a preseason because um, he was quarantining. And then with Dykesdale as well, he had that big lengthy period out. Then he came back. Then the season stopped. So it's been a bit stop start for Dykesdale as well, who I th- thought had a really good game against Shrewsbury. But we will probably continue to see some rustiness, and we will probably continue to see us 
concede yeah. sloppy goals. But I'm just hoping that that can be ironed out and worked on by Warnock. Yeah, I really like Anthony Dykestiel, more central. Um, I think he just looks a lot more comfortable on the ball. Um, he can break for he can push forward if we need him to, and I think he could be quite solid. I do think we need another centre half or two. Um, we need the cover there because see Nathan Wood and Sam Stubbs. Yes, we we've, we've mentioned them in the past, but I would prefer them to go out on loan again this year, unless especially Nathan Wood. But I think Sam Stubbs. I think if he's staying this year, he has to break through. Yeah, because I think there's about 21, there's like a four year difference between them, isn't there? Pretty much. So um, I think obviously with Dykesteel, um moving centrally, um, potentially even Mackner could could slot in at the back. It's not as bleak, maybe numbers wise, but um, just sort of the the quality. Um, we need someone who is an out and out centre half. Um, and then that, even then, if it's just one, I think we'll be we'll be fine um, with the number we then have with other people filling in. Um, unless obviously we're going to be injury ravaged like we were last season. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's true. Um, what was it? Well, moving on then else? Um, before I move back onto the defense side, defending side of things, uh, I want to chat a little bit about uh, F- F- uh, Fletcher and Britt. Daniel Lewis sent us a, an email. Uh, sent us a, a tweet. Sorry, not an email. Very old fashioned <laughs> to me. Were there, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it, it? It's got a. Um, it said, do, do you see any future in the Britain-Fletcher partnership? I think it's got potential, but I'm not sure it will work. Obviously, Richard Richard Hurst as well sent us a, a tweet saying, will want to play with two strikers for most of the games, or will that change if we get a new striker to lead the line? Then it did look really promising on on Friday, and else we've seen a lot of Britain-Fletcher the back end of last year. Um, do you think we're going to keep with the the two up front, or do you think Warnock might opt to more of like a, a one up front when he goes back to a four two three one if we get more depth? Yeah, I feel like with with how we know the transfer markets um, being, I don't think we're going to get all the players we might want in in what we would in a normal window. I think with um, with everything that's happened, I just don't think we're going to be able to get the players to play a four three three system. Mm. So I think he's he's probably gonna have to roll with a, a three five two, even though maybe he doesn't want to. Um but you know, over the over his years of managing he'll played with various different formations and had to sort of um make do with what he's got. Um so I think we probably will roll with the two. It might sometimes look as though it's a um when we've done it before it's like a was it three four two one they might have two sort of sort of like shadow strikers behind him almost, uh, behind whoever's up top. Um, but I think that'll obviously come down to if it it work if it works for a particular against a particular team. Um, but I think more often than not, we'll probably see two. Especially when he was talking about bringing in two more strikers, which was a bit of yeah. a, a thingy comment, which kind of leaves Steve Walker most likely going out on loan. Um, Poor Steve. <laughs> so you got to think if you got four, then we're going to have to be playing with two. Um, so I think there'll definitely be the partnership, you know, a mainstay partnership this season because I think. You know, Neil Warnock has talked up the pair of them a few times yeah. already, saying that any team in the Championship would want them two up top. And then he obviously places importance on Britt because he's given him the captain's armband for the past three games. So I think them two will definitely... I mean, unless we get somebody in, which is unlikely, um, that is better than the both of them, then I think them two are going to be the mainstays this season. I was looking at their stats, actually, from like when they're playing together under Neil Warnock. They've... Played together six times under Warnock, four goals for Fletcher and three goals for Britt. I do think it'll work. Um, you know, obviously Borough is a striker's graveyard, as everyone says. So I wouldn't be surprised if it just peters out at some point. But I, I do have a lot of faith in that partnership. I think they work well off each other, and they, they obviously have a good um, friendship off the pitch and and on the pitch as well. So I think that will probably 
you know, I think both of them will definitely hit uh, double figures this season. Yeah, I, I was quite happy with with the partnership, and I think with with Warner giving Brit the the captain's armband, I think it's I think it's a good move from Warnock really because it it, it allows Warnock to kind of point the finger at Brit and say, well, if you're not pulling your weight and you're the captain, then what? What does that set for the rest yeah, of the you, team? You, you know what I mean. It's kind yeah. of like forcing him to be motivated yeah. on the pitch. You're giving the the person who's you know he's going to be competing for the top goal scorer at the club. Absolutely, you're giving him the the responsibility then, aren't you? Um, and you're kind of making him like a talisman almost. Yeah. Um, so I think it's yeah, it's a very good move. From he has to raise his that. levels anyway because Fletcher has, doesn't he? You know, Fletcher's a completely different player. He's really turned his Borough career around. Yeah, yeah. And I think Britt has to. You know, reach the same levels that, that Fletcher has recently. Brit's record's still good for Borough, you know what I mean? Still, what, one in three, I think. Um, so it's, he's still got a good record and he's played under the likes of Tony Pulis, Woodgate, <laughs> Warnock. Like, don't get me wrong, we haven't really played fluid football in that time either, which he was probably used to at Nottingham Forest when he had like high end wingers. Um, well, high end wingers meaning like they were further up the pitch, like not the, because they were like, 20, 30 million pound players. That's what I kind of meant. Yeah. Um, just waiting for someone like absolutely come at me there and just like <laughs> throw the book at me uh, on the tweet. But, uh, but yeah, obviously with, with them as well, I think um, Fletch um, really impressed me on Friday. And I want to come on to the next question, Dana. Um, obviously with Neymar, um, with his assists and his absolute pile driver from six yards, seven yards out, um, which the keepers couldn't too hot to handle. <laughs> Uh, you've got Tav, I thought, played well and scored, which it was hit so hard, took a deflection and went in. You've got um, Fletch, that obviously scored a, was actually a great goal as well, it was really good striker's instinct. We've mentioned all three on previous pods, um, but also Tav and Fletch, I mean, you then have put for our potential players of the season as well. Um, but was anyone else a pick of the bunch against Shrewsby on Friday? Well, Dykes did what I mentioned earlier. I think Neymar's deliveries. It's it's so satisfying to watch him whip them in sometimes because I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, there's just been a complete dearth of of quality in uh, balls in the box. Um, I mean, to be fair, even his own deliveries have been maybe a little bit inconsistent, but that is what he can offer. You know, he can whip those balls into the box and you saw um, it was his ball into Fletcher for that goal. Um, I think Nathan Wood, Nathan Wood was good when he came on. Um, you can see that he's definitely improved. He's grown. I think he's stronger. He's, he's better in aerial battles. And I think that even if we don't sign anybody, I think Neil Warnock came out and said that, you know, he's put himself in the window to effectively, you know, be a, be a, an important yeah. player this season. So I think them too. Um, Fletcher, of course, you know, off the mark for the season, which is, is great because I think you need to, um, you know, strikers need to, to open their accounts as, as soon as possible in the season. So, yeah, there's, there was some really positive uh, things to take out from that game, I think. Yeah, El, any any mentions? Or you... No, I think, that, yeah, that's probably um, all the people who, um, who had a good game, to be honest. Uh, I think, in general, it was good for, for everyone to, to get a good run out and even some of the other players to, to make it on the bench in that as well. Um, one that, obviously, you mentioned, Sam Falara, who... who yeah. Um, Warnock didn't know his name um, when he <laughs> followed that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's well. Yeah, and um, but yeah, it, it was good to see. Obviously, um, all of them involved, and we hope, obviously, that they still do, even if reinforcements come in. But it, it, you know, if they're not going to get much game time, it, a lone move might be best. Um, but as you said, it depends on their age as well. Because sometimes this yeah. under twenty three football can Definitely. be still quite good as well, and uh, sort of at a technical level. But yeah, need that physicality. Um, well, I know you mentioned earlier on Nels, um, I just wanted to come back. A little bit to it. Um, it was just more or less of looking at that bench Friday night and look how young that that, that bench was. 
Um, you've only really had Marcus Brown and, and Mark Baller really with proper first team experience on there. Um, obviously McNair and, and Savile were on international duty, but it really does show how much and how many players we need. It will come end of October. It was the start of October, isn't it? When the, when the I think, yeah, sixteenth maybe. I've heard the date flying around sixteenth of October. Oh, I think be. it's the fifth, isn't it? Okay. Ah, well, I think know. it's the fifth for one, and then maybe there's like an extension on some loans. Extension for loans, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what I mentioned, what I was going to want to say is, it really does show how thin that squad is. Um, how many players do you think we need to fill that things back up again? Well, how many would you bring in? Um, I think it's tough. I think we could do with this uh, sort of as many as possible, really. But at the same time, it'd be good to not get too many to not give some other people a chance. Um. I think we probably need one centre-back. Um, I'd have said wingers before, but I think if we're just going to roll with this system, we can just kind of forget about it. And I think we've been obviously targeting that, obviously down the spine of the team. Um, so I think a centre-back, a centre-midfielder. Um, I'd personally only get one striker, because I think, you know, um, if they're going to be playing a lot, it obviously depends on injuries and that as well. Um, we only need sort of one backup striker almost. Um, so you're saying three there, possibly a keeper as well. Oh, I'd, um, I'd say definitely okay. Okay, well, okay, well, so yeah, we'll so I'd say four. Speaking of keepers, we've got a question anyway by my fo- favourite Borough account, Al Borough again. Absolutely love it because yes, we are. I just, I just, I just, it's a perfect <laughs> catchphrase. I just love it. Um, you see, basically, yeah, they ask, well, was was Stianovic at fault for the three goals? Open secret that one against a new keeper, and surely last game won't have helped. I mean, you could have had pairs on his, his shoulder with Mahayas diving for that first goal you know what I mean like no one was saving that was an absolute rocket um, apart from that the other two goals were questionable um, so does it really highlight that Borough need a new keeper I think yeah I think so um, it's cl- you know quite clear we're in the market for one um, yeah I'm all for it I think uh, you know Mias isn't really he isn't an option really he was brought in for you know, f- f- more benefit for him really um, of having. He doesn't even have a squad number, does he? Brought in for the atmosphere. Yeah, um, you he's, know, he's, it was, he's it was that guy of... that you look at to start the party. Like he, he's like, he's not really relevant. He's not really like the, a big yeah. deal. You know what I mean? But he's like, he's there, and he's just gonna like, he's he's gonna supply the beer. He's gonna supply <laughs> the cocktails. No, he, he's the mannequin in you look that's just there, but doesn't do anything. <laughs> he really... In the shot window. <laughs> He was brought in, I think, obviously, it was a bit like a, a move like Leo, wasn't it, to kind of appease the, the fans almost. How was Mejia going to appease the fans? Like, it, not, no, it was more of La a... Bamba. Yeah, I told La Bamba. Exactly. We'll get La Bamba. <laughs> yeah. um, it was more just to be like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, we're, we're bringing it back to that era a little bit when it happened. Um, so I don't think he's ever really an option. Um, and I don't think Warnock rates the other two. Um, so I'm, I'm all for it in, in getting another one and perhaps... Um, you know, loaning one of them out, um, put in most likely be pairs. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that makes it what four down the spine of the team. Um, I, I think would be would be okay. Then you could you know you could argue maybe say six might give us a bit more and help us push on. Um, but I think it, I think it'll be tough. Um, we might get you know, what did he say? He said he won in the next couple of days, was it? And then even yeah, like one next week. Um, and then even another one before Watford. So um, yeah. it could be the case that we get maybe two or three permanent and then we could get a loan or two because we still haven't heard nothing on that Premier League one um, was it from I think the... he moved, he's moved on from it because they wanted a, a loan fee or they wanted a transfer fee or something so he just he moved on from right, it right okay yeah um, well speaking of keepers 
we were mentioned mentioned with Philip Stainer uh, from Charlton. I think it was a one million pound bid we put in um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but is there any other keepers you'd like to see Borough potentially go for? Because obviously that bid got rejected. Or would you like to see Pears get the first, the number one kit? Or well, at present, anybody but Stianovic because he just doesn't just doesn't fill me with confidence. Every time the ball comes over to him, I'm thinking, what's he going to do? Um, to Where be- is number one? Denim all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get me in goal. But no, like you would think between the two of them that Stianovic would be the experienced one, but actually some of the things that he does, yeah. it's just hesitation and mm. being unsure of himself, that lack of confidence. And um, obviously Neil Warner wants another keeper, so he, he doesn't put confidence in the manager either. But I think, to be honest, I've not really looked in, at much goalkeepers because I think Dylan Phillips is the perfect um, keeper for us. I was looking into some stats again. This is from uh, EFL Stats on Twitter. Uh, Phillips made 155 saves last season, which is the most from any keeper in, in the division. Um, 11 inside the six-yard box, 88 in the penalty area, which was the most. Uh, 56 outside the box, averages uh, 3.377 saves per 90 minutes. Uh, Charlton's player of the year last season. Um and then I was looking into screams bad defence from Charlton, doesn't it? I mean, if you're, yeah, yeah. He I mean, does, but I mean, our yeah. defence is is also bad. Yeah, so exactly. I think we'll so I think need if, you, if, you, if you're going to be up against it, you need obviously the, a good shot stopper, don't you? So I think, yeah. It, um, so obviously some keepers perhaps don't look as good sometimes because they don't have a lot to do. But um, it'll be good when, especially on games when we play um, teams like Watford, and we're going to be up against yeah. it. So. I do think there's something in that, though. I know Neil Warnock came out and basically said that the press had got it, had been misinformed and that Lee Boyer was you know, wrong uh, or had got it wrong in regards to the claims of a bid rejected. I don't know whether that means that we haven't made a bid full stop or whether it means that we haven't we've, had a bid rejected. Well, we've like just picked the phone up and one of these went, now then, Lee, is is you know Dylan Phillips around? Can we, uh, can we buy him? And he'd be like, nah. Lee, Lee Boyer really doesn't want to lose him, does he? Um, from yeah. the sounds of it, so... Well, I mean, can't blame him, he's, really. he's made yeah. he's made Ben Amos the number one for the season because Dylan Phillips wants to leave. It makes sense right. for Bora to go in for him, so I think maybe Neil Warnock's trying to play the press there. Yeah, well, that's the thing as well. Um, you know, if he if he'd posted those numbers in the championship and he clearly wants to play there, he's good enough to play in the championship. And oh yeah, he's it, a they've been they've, they've, yeah. you know they've been relegated, so absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah um, well, I know obviously Warnie said that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love it. It just sounds so much better than Warnock, doesn't it? Um, he did Sa- save the breath. Yeah, it saved yeah. the breath. You know, I'm trying to get a little bit horny for horny. He's going to be one of the big things this year. You choked him a while then. You know, like I'm dreading it when he keeps saying I want to go for promotion. Like I'm getting more and more nervous. Like about this tattoo. About this tattoo. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> get B five on Friday. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, yeah. But he did say, like, obviously he wants to sign in this week. Uh, Captain uh, Wing Captain Samozi, Egyptian international, even though he's from Wolves. Um, yeah, he um, said, "Why?" Do you th- he said, "Why? Why do you, th- why do you think he's going to go for um, a defensive midfielder? And do you think he'd be a good addition?" Um, I, I think we've we've lacked um, a good defensive midfielder who can break up the play and then um, play it out to. More creative, uh, more dynamic um, centre and midfielders. Um, obviously, since sort of Clayton uh, stopped doing that role, yeah. essentially, um, we found a little bit again with it with um, Savile. I don't think that's potentially his best position in centre and midfield. I think he's more of a, a bit more of a box to box midfielder than than sort of sitting back and, and trying to break up play. 
Um, and I think that's maybe where he's looking to utilise um, yeah. Housen and, and Savile and McNair. So we, we need someone who can sit and do, yeah. effectively do that Clayton role. Yeah, with him, with him being captain as well, Dan, can you see him become, coming in just due to that leadership qualities that he potentially possesses? Well, yeah, I mean, he ticks that box. Um, I was thinking, actually, when, when we were linked with Joe Williams, why don't we get Sam Halsey as well? Because they're yeah. just, you know, flogging them for pennies, essentially, Wigan, because they you know, they just need the money. Um, but, you know, if, if we can't get... Obviously, we didn't get Williams because uh, he's signed for Bristol City in the end. But um, Sam Halsey's also a very, very good option for us. Um, mm. He really has stepped up uh, amid all of the uh, points deduction um, saga that Wigan had last season their fans really really rate and we need somebody that that gets stuck in in midfield that just you know is that defensive midfielder like Clayton was um at his best and you know I think not only will he have that that leadership but he also has what we need in midfield which is somebody like like Elliot said that can break up the play and and get the ball forward Mm. I think it's good though that he's a captain as you you mentioned Johnny obviously Grant Hall was as well and that you you know it's good that we're linked with these types of players I think even even if um, we've already given the armband to um, Britain, I don't know if that will be finalised and, you you know, if you, you can change it again or whatever. Um, but I, I think it's good that we're targeting these types of players because it's, it's what we've clearly lacked. And the, and the dressing room as a whole, I think last year we just became far too soft as a team. Mm. We were just not getting stuck into any challenges. And some of the games, with, um, especially those home games when um, Bristol City and Swansea and everyone came to the Riverside, we were just we were just so toothless against them. Yeah. Um, I think we need someone who's just going to... You know, stand up and just say, "Oh, lads, come on! We we need to be getting stuck in. We need to um, we need to actually take the game of teams because it was just far too easy uh, yeah. at times." So you've got to yeah. be ruthless on the championship. You've got to get your foot foot in in the first five ten minutes. You know, like so the the say, "Let them know you're there early." Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, classic one. a classic one, and you, you've got to actually do it. Unfortunately, the championship. And I hate that line as well. I hear it so much in like Sunday league football. Yeah. This is cringe. Um, a, a lot of these cliche lines um, are true, though, essentially, because you know it's it's the basics of football, isn't it? And I think that's why they always keep getting recycled. But um, you know, if you don't, that. you know, it's like a, a case of um, who was it? Uh, not Jordan Ayew, was it? it was um, was it Andrew? Andrew, Andrew Ayew, was that Swansea? Yeah, yeah, and he just absolutely tore us apart. Um, I don't know who's playing on the right. That was, I imagine, it would have been Jed Spence. Um, but there, there was just. Every time he got hold of the ball, there was no one near him at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you say, you had, you had to get your foot in there early against him because then he just he, he romped home the rest of the game. So, mm. um, well, we mentioned oh, Phillips, we mentioned Sam Morsey. If Yaya has a go go, uh, we've we've got him. Um, oh, who knows? You never know what happens this week. Um, if, if Yaya comes in, then we've got wake up before you so no go like ringing around the Riverside Hills. <laughs> Um, but obviously, with that, it'll be a great for like a 90th um, minute winner, um, and then that's played on the the Tanai system straight after. Wait, 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 <laughs> that'd be brilliant. Christopher Smith will uh, put in a complaint. Uh, it's it's like with the drum. Oh, don't I'll leave that. Leave that. Um, but it's better than I've got a feeling though. On repeat, very true. Middlesbrough oh, win one nil, draw two two, get beat four nil. I've got a feeling. Bang. <laughs> no one. <laughs> on. Mark Page. I've got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, you know. Uh, but obviously that leaves pretty much one place on the pitch that we haven't mentioned is defence. Um, Nathaniel Phillips from Liverpool, 23-year-olds, mentioned, um, I'm assuming you'd be you'd be wanting to assuredly bring him in now that we can't get Ben Gibson. 
Sorry, Dan, I'm looking that at you. That was just, just the way that you said that really quickly at the end. <laughs> I thought there was more to add to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd take anyone at this point, to be honest. I know we've missed out on a few uh, centre-back targets. And in fairness with Gibson, I'm not really that bothered, to be yeah. honest. I, I, yeah. I never thought um, as though that was feasible at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of stick this week towards him as well. I, 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 can't, I don't Yeah, I don't quite understand it. I think it's a bit unprecedented. I can't. We can't argue with the fact that you know Norwich have clearly put a, a better deal together than what we mm. could. That they've, they've got the parachute payments to do so. Um, I think possibly even for Gibson as well, um, it's better to maybe go to a situation where he's he's going to be in a potentially a promotion winning team um, and then get a chance in the Premier League. Obviously, if he if he establishes himself in Norwich's team, you know we're in a position where you know he he, he might want to have come back to the club um, and loves it that much, but it's it's. His career at the end of the day, and he's still twenty-seven, is he? Yeah, twenty-seven. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, he's still got time to to have a few good years um, in him, and then you know, who knows, he might come back at in his thirties um, tomorrow or something. I, I just think it's a bit. Um, I don't think it's necessarily down to that. He doesn't want to play for us. It's um, you know, we've had a lot of people leave our academy and leave our club and um, play elsewhere. So it's. I think it's just one of them because he was linked with us, wasn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. Well. There was a lot, of, a lot said about Ben Gibson this week. Um, and we'll chat. Let's have a chat about him a little bit because I appreciate he did train with us for five months, and it looked well. He's essentially people, some boy fans are a bit annoyed because you've got a a very good championship standard centre half. He's trained with you. He's kept fit for five months, only to sign for like another championship team, which is. People, I, was, I can see why people are frustrated, but mm. although he's done a lot, did you, did you really think it was like a realistic deal at all? Do you think that Mills uh, were just doing him a favour? Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, it's it's good that we've we've offered out the facilities for him to be able to do so. He hasn't had the greatest um, time at Burnley. It's it's not nice for anyone to to get injuries and in um, you know the, the long time that he had out. Um, people are saying it's maybe spite even from from Sean Dyche that you know he didn't want him to go back to Borough almost. But at the end of the day, it does it comes down to finances. A lot of the, the things in football come down to it, and people seem to maybe forget it when it's not an actual transfer deal and think, oh, well, we could you know we could do that. But at the same time, we've went down this route of like getting rid of the high earners. Why would we just bring one back because he's yeah. he's the the owner's mm-hmm. um, nephew? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's we shouldn't just throw the rule out the window just because of that. Um, and it's not even the case that. He wouldn't take a pay cut. It's a fact of he's on so much at Burnley. They would want someone to pay the majority of it. They're not, they're not going to pay eighty um, percent of his wages if he's not at the club. So yeah. um, Norwich have obviously got the, the, the financial power to do so. Yeah, um, Dana, have you got any centre backs in mind that you you're potentially looking at or? Not really. We no, just mean, take anything you can get. Yeah, at the I'd take anything. And I mean, in regards to Ben Gibson. I don't really understand the uproar. I mean, some Borough fans are annoyed that it's Norwich, even though the playoff final was five, five years, years ago, ago now. Yeah, I mean, it could be 2030 and someone would still be annoyed that it's Norwich. It's like, Norwich. come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I think he couldn't wait forever for, for the door to open for a Middlesbrough return. It just yeah. wasn't going to happen. And, you know, he hasn't played football in over a year now, I think. That's the thing. It's a big it's a big risk yeah. as well. As if, if he did come in and, you know, he re-aggravates that injury well. and, you know, we've paid that kind of money, we're just essentially still a, a defender down again. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Yeah. It'll take him a while to, to get going again because I think it was like late 
August 2019 that he, he last played. It was against Sunderland. Um, he's just, I mean, it, in an ideal world, if, if it played out how he wanted it to, then he would be back in the red and white of Borough. But, you know, it's not an ideal world. So he has to take the opportunity. And the simple facts are that Borough couldn't, you know, offer a reasonable loan fee, nor could yeah. they offer, a, you know, a view to buy permanent transfer. So, you know, it it, it was never going to happen, um, unfortunately. But, you know, we, we move on. Hopefully we can get somebody else in. I mean, it would have been good because we do need a left, left-footed centre-half, but, you know, something, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah, the, 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 I was going to say the Norwich deal was £2 million um, loan fee, plus they're paying 70% of the wages. And then if they go up, they can have an option to buy for an extra eight yeah, million. We don't have that little clause, <laughs> do we? If if we go up, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I doubt it's going to happen. If we don't concede forty goals, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll give you an extra quid. Yeah, <laughs> not paying thirteen pound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I think the thing um, in general. I can't think of many other sort of centre backs where we can go off. Obviously, the the one that we're currently only linked with, like you said, is is Nat Phillips, but. Um, I'm sure some more names will crop up um, very soon. Was he at Stuttgart last season? He was, wasn't he, on loan? I think, Nat Phillips. I'm not sure. He'll know more than me on, on the Bundesliga side of it, I guess. But No, I think he was, yeah, he was on loan at, at Stuttgart, I believe. Um, yeah. But, you know, that he's available because I think they're, they're wanting to sell him, wanting to get rid of him. So, you know, I think these players that are available from clubs, I think we'll probably start to see it more. Um, there'll be like a domino effect like we mentioned um, last week hopefully anyways where there's just an influx of, of signings now hopefully because yeah. we well, need some well Warnock said like people the the market is it, it's gonna I feel like it's just like getting it's like a, what's what's really the best way it's, it's getting quite jammed at the minute and eventually it's just gonna take one or two deals to just filter through and it'll just explode, explode people, over like the week yeah. oh my voice went there <laughs> um <laughs> Now people do just want um, the best deal, um, essentially, and I think obviously the, for what people have paid for players, that they're, they're not worth it anymore. And in, in this, market. you can't, yeah. you know, you can't buy players now in the Championship. Average players for like six and seven millions of clubs don't have the money to do it from the lack of revenue that they've had in the past um, five or six months. So yeah. um, that's why we've seen obviously a lot of free. Deals, um, loans, um, and yeah. uh, you know, after if there has been, has been fees, there hasn't been any massive ones it's in the championship, has there? Ivor Tony is probably the only one I can think of top of my head. But obviously, Brentford, I think it was like up to ten million pound they've paid for him, and again, that's ten million pound for a League One striker. John Hugo. John uh, Hugo, about, five million. The, I think that was about the same, wasn't it? Five, ten. I thought it was five to ten. I can't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought it was ten. I'm sure it's five with like. Add-ons. Um, oh yeah, yeah, probably. But obviously, one name I, well, I don't know why it's popped into my head now. But we, when we were talking about goalkeepers, uh, Zoe at um, PSV has also been linked as well. Which it's probably a bit unrealistic that we'd probably bring someone of that stature in. Um, but in in terms of like the actual deals, as well, I think we I think we'll probably bring it off for four or five uh, towards the end of the transfer. It's the more it's the aspect of. Like I mentioned there, it's, it's the deal. We'll take one or two deals to filter through and then we'll see an explosion of transfers because players are going to be start getting desperate for clubs. You know, Warnock mentioned a player was quoted 35 grand a week and came back for 15. Um, I've kind of got a feeling that's probably Yaya Sinogo, you know. I, just, I, I really do. I do, yeah. Because obviously he's on, he's on good money at Arsenal, be on good money at Toulouse. Um, you know, it's... It, and that's gone quiet, hasn't it? it I think it's like... A week and a half ago, he was close to joining. Yeah, um, it's, I think he'd probably 
be a done deal. I, I, I think I think we'll probably get him. We, if we don't get him in, then we have to look and be very quick <laughs> to that, get someone in. Yeah, that, that'll be um, that'll be probably the case as well. What's maybe happening with Ayala and Sean? Um, they're still without clubs, and they might be sort of bargaining um, as well for for wages. Yeah, so. it's nice to know it's worked out for Ayala and Shots, I guess. So. <laughs> you're, you're, not you're not better. You're not better. They'll be going to Birmingham. It's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. join join and crank his club. Yeah. Uh, bring the band back together. Cambridge got, got beat yesterday, didn't they? One 0 off uh, Cambridge. Yeah. Um, well, focus on the league. Fo- focus, focus on the league. On the I guess. League now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the Gazette to tweet uh, the match rating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right then. Well, let's move on to Friday then. Um, let's chat about Watford, guys. I'm going to pass the mic over to you, and you're just going to. Break Watford down. Yeah, they have just come off a pre-season friendly win against Tottenham, and they beat them two-one. They had an interesting lineup out actually because they didn't. There was no Ben Foster, no Troy Deeney, who's been linked with a move to West Brom. I think Andre Gray was was leading the line. He scored a penalty. Um, honestly, I look at their team and I'm really fearful. I know they are a newly relegated side, and some people are saying that that's the best time to play them at the beginning of the season, but. Some of the highlights from that game, there was one point in which um, Joe Hart had the ball and he he, he he released it. All of their players, it was just a swarm of Hornets. I've seen it, yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. yeah. The work rate of them already, the, their was manager... Was the Hornets intentional there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, is their manager, is it Ivic? Or uh, yeah, Avic? Vladimir Ivic, I Avic, think. Yeah, yeah, Vladimir Ivic. Um, Still you know, on the job, surprisingly, already. I can't believe that. I know, amazing, He's lasted a couple of weeks. <laughs> Give it another few, we'll be sad. <laughs> but no, he's already stamped his game plan on them. Um, I, w- I had There was a screen grab of um, another pre-season friendly that they had. They had so many players up the pitch. They were suffocating the opposition. You know, their wing-backs were very, very, very high up the pitch. Yeah. Um, I feel like it might take a similar shape to the Fulham game um, at Craven Cottage where Borough would just cut cut up and you know the uh, the wing backs both Spence and Coulson just couldn't handle them and, and one player to look out for is um, Queener who signed from West Ham I believe let yep. me get it. Dominic uh, Queener um, very very good player they honestly they have so much flair up there um, yeah the squad's good. They've still got like the they're still, and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's still obviously some players who potentially might leave. Um, obviously, Delafeo is Mila Sars linked with Liverpool. Decore um, with Everton. Obviously, Troy Deeney, as you mentioned. Um, and they've only brought in, I think, two. Is it? Um, they've brought in Glenn Murray, I believe. Yeah, uh, Glenn and Murray. And then um, someone, uh, sort of someone from West Ham under 23s. Um, I think it was a, a right back. Um, so obviously they'll still be looking to do business um, themselves if some of those other um, players leave, which I imagine they would. I can't, I can't, I can't see Ismail Sar and playing in the Championship, no. but definitely some of the other players. Um, and this is where the sort of experience comes into it, like you mentioned with um, Ben Foster and things. They've obviously got um, people like Cabaselli, Kiko Fomenia, um, Cathcart, all, all players who will do fantastically at this level um, and mix with some of the players I've got up front. Um, I, just, I was looking there at the squad and the, 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 like, the amount of strikers they've got is just... It's crazy, It's just it? ridiculous. So they've got um, Andrea Gray, Troy Deeney, um, Glenn Murray, that... Uh, fake Luis Suarez, um, <laughs> the, the FIFA regen. They still got, still got Danny Welbeck, um, Penyaranda. Danny Welbeck, I forgot he was still playing. Um, Penyaranda, and then Stu, Stuper Everich. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, yeah, 
So it's <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at the squad now. I'm just I'm I'm not looking forward to coming up against it. Um, Deli Bashiru, Ken Semmer, Roberto Pereira, um, Tom Cleverly, Will Hughes. Um, Will Hughes is actually linked to Tottenham, I think, wasn't yeah, it? which was a bit yeah, of a weird Tottenham. link. Um, very good player at this level, at championship level. Yeah, they've yeah. got look. They've got a very very solid team. They're a team under Javi Garcia that were pretty comfortable um, until the start of the year and it was a bit of a turmoil season really they nearly stayed up under Nigel Pearson and they were starting to build something there and I thought if they stayed up that year they would have probably kicked on again um, obviously they're in, they're in a final I think the Carabao Cup final was it um, the year before yeah. yeah prior so look they're, they're a solid team they're going to be difficult to break down you can't I can expect Bora not to have much of the ball in that first half you know they're going to be they're they're going to be like Hans, like I didn't mention, they're going to be with a high press. Yeah, well, high, it's, it's said high tempo. Yeah. A high tempo, and they're going to have to try and make a statement. You know, it's, yeah. it is difficult, this division, um, when you see a lot of teams struggling. There's obviously a new manager coming in as well, Vladimirovic, and that big chunk of that squad's still there. They haven't got rid of some of the players, but we do tend to see relegated clubs struggle in that first couple of games and get used to the division. So, Ideally, do you think it's actually a good time to play them, or do you just think it's always going to be a bad time to play against Watford? Um, it could be. That's a, that's a good point. To be fair, that you know they, they might just be feeling themselves out. They might feel a little bit complacent still in that first game, mm. and they might think, "Oh God, this is going to be a, a doddle." Especially some of the players who haven't played at this level um, before, um, who've signed only for them in the Premier League, they might think, "Oh, you know, we're playing." Just some championship club here. It might be, you know, we might sort of have a bit of complacency from them and be able to nick something. But um, realistically, as is seen, obviously from that clip, um, as Dana mentioned about them sort of um, pressing really high against Tottenham, I think um, it was saying that that's sort of the manager's style. And I think if if they do that to Borough, um, you know, we've seen how much sometimes the players can panic on the ball. Um, as we mentioned, obviously with Stojanovic as well, how much of a mess the defence was against Shrewsbury. Um, for some of the goals, um, but he's it was saying about um, Ivic in a, a thing I was reading on Bet Victor about a sort mm. of um, predictions for the season. It was saying um, he's a ruthless, demanding coach, relying uh, on an intense, aggressive style. Um, and when he was at uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, he just lost two league games in two seasons. Um, Jesus. So, so, they the profile. so they, so they <laughs> absolutely um, ran away with it, um, and yeah. Like you say, if they can keep all of those players um, motivated and, and not kind of have them mm. being complacent yeah. and avoid sort of a bit of a, a power struggle almost, um, then I think they'll you know they'll, yeah. they'll walk the division pretty much. Yeah, well, look, if the, it's it's the experience of the championship. I think when you've got that high pressing style, it's very difficult to maintain. Especially, it will be especially this year with the season starting a little bit later. The games are going to come a lot uh, quick and fast, and it, it's going to be a it could be quite difficult to play that system. Bielsa found that out under Leeds. Like the Leeds did go through a stage where they just seemed to flag, and obviously Bielsa's teams tend to, to do with that. Um, but with with him, I think it's it's going to be. I think I think they're going to do okay. I think I think they'll be fine. I think I think it'll be a good time to play them. I think still think it's a good time to play them. Um, and kind of like. Not a good time of playing for us, but also a good a good uh, time for the whole of the championship to kind of take note of how, what their style is this year. Yeah. Um, if I was Warnock setting the borough up um, on Friday night, I would look be saying like, look, we can beat the press quite quickly if if we're rolling out. Look, where's that long ball uh, direct to Jed Spence on the right hand side? 
Where's that long ball very over? Important yeah, that long ball to Johnson on the left hand side. Do you know what I mean? So, well, I think what we'll have to do is if we're going to p- beat that press, we're going to have to play the probably centre back to play at centre midfielder and get up the pitch, and we have to just try and beat the press and play through it. Um, but depends how the how the set obviously depends how the how high they're going to play. You know what well, I mean? As you said, obviously about playing them at a good time as well as their business still isn't finished as well. So if they don't get any more new faces in before, it's kind of they'll still be testing their formations and the players are going to fit into it right whereas if you played it when you know if we played them in November and the transfer window's finished and they've, they've got the first choice team pretty much then um, and they know what they're doing then it'll be potentially be a worse time to play it then so um, it could be quite good because like you say some of the players might not be fully into it if they're going to leave if you know if you, if you start Ducori or you start Delefeu yeah. and things so well I think he's left Delefeu actually I think he he signalled his intention to leave and he doesn't want to play there anymore which is mm. I mean understandable you don't have Delafeo in the championship so I think he's definitely one that, that isn't going to feature on on Friday probably Decoria is probably not going to feature either. I think he's actually he's with Everton yeah, yeah he's, he's pretty he's much done deal getting medical yeah personal right. turns and stuff so hopefully we catch them cold and, and they aren't at their best but I, I still think even if they aren't at their best yeah. they will be too good for us yeah. unfortunately is Nathaniel Chalabar still at um, Watford he is yeah yeah he's if, uh, another player that we didn't even mention as well uh, Etienne Capu. Mm. Um, I think he's just left, hasn't he? No, I think he's still there. Oh, I, I mean, if Inkabu's still there, obviously, when you, that's it's very the, the only you know the, I mean? the only, the only players. Nathaniel Chalabar's the boy. Put it this division, he'll he'll dictate everything in that midfield role. The only Set players that have left pretty much is Jose Holabas has went to Olympiacos. Um, Herelio Gomez and Adrian Mariapa have been released, um, and they've loaned sort of three young younger players out. Um, so, okay. yeah, um, they've had a few players come back from loans as well, haven't they? So they've, yeah. you know, they haven't really lost many, many players. Still, they've still got that flair, and I think with Watford, they are renowned the past couple of seasons for being attacking, being a, being in an attacking team and scoring goals. So, I would expect that to continue this season. Yeah, well, go on. Let's do the score predictions and uh, there and else. Um, I mean, he said they'd probably be a bit too much for us, Dana. So. Mm. You're you signalling defeat there? I'm going 2 1 Watford, yeah, two unfortunately. One. But hey, if we score a goal, then that's good, isn't it? Yeah, 2 <laughs> Love the optimism, uh, Els. Ah, oh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be quite tough for me to you know, say a lot about it and then put down um, a win for Borough. So, yeah, um, I'll go for a 2 1 defeat as well. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to think we'll scrape a draw. I do, I think it's, it's still early on in the season. Yes, they're playing that high press. Some players are going to flag, you know. What I mean, it's quite hard to play that high press, uh, especially when you're coming into a new season as well. And not all the players are 100% fit, so I feel like they'll probably score early doors, make things a little bit difficult. And I feel like we're going to snatch one towards the end and we'll we'll take a draw back to Teesside. Um, but that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And if you listen to the podcast apps, um, like, share, and subscribe to the Boy Breakdown channel, but also leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps us get found, charted, but then also, if you leave us a comment, we'll we'll read out on the podcast. But that's pretty much it. My name is Johnny, I'm with Dana and Elliot, and that was all of your match day chatter in a pod. Up the Boy Breakdown. One support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out. Emerson!
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.